Hello and welcome back to the B&B Show. I'm Andy Blaylock. And I have a headache. And my uh, name's Kevin B. <laughs> Brother Kevin, it's been a while. It indeed has been a while. You know, has my it? mom called me the other day. Yes. And you know, I hadn't heard you from answered? her. You answered? I did, of course. Hi, Mom. Shocking. I And I answered the phone and... Who's this? You know, hi, Mom. And she didn't say, how are you? What's going on? How are you doing? How's your wife? No. When are you going to record another B? And she's like, who do I have to slap? <laughs> And then she hung up? Yeah. B&B show. (laughs) Click. Yes. Get it done. she wanted me to mention to you uh, about your little quip towards her in that one show we did. Hey, I did that. You called her 75, and she's not 75, okay? I'm sorry, 85. I'll get it right this time. She's just so youthful. The French people have such, they age so gracefully. No, it's much worse than that. She's Like the Grand Canyon. Just age gracefully. She's Canadian. She's Canadian. No, she's, she's French Canadian. She's American. My wife is French Canadian. So am I. Yeah. Are you really? Well, that's kind of. That's why you have such delicate features. And thus, we are way off the track today. The train of. Uh, it's the, been a while. Okay, we got to yes. warm up here. The train of thought has fallen off the tracks, <laughs> and we love to do that. Yes. Um, last time we were here, I think it was the barbecue, right? Yes, BBQ. So there's no food. We had to go hibernate. <laughs> uh, we're very upset. It, part of our contract was that we had to barbecue every time we do the show now, and it's not here, so I'm very upset. Yeah, we had to hibernate. Now we got this Pokemon here. So, <sighs> Do we have any of those? No, we don't endorse those. They look good today. Yeah. We hope you're doing well. Yes. It's been a while. We've missed you. We're doing well. We both got sick and recovered, I think, since last time we've been on the show. And he's still sick. Sick of me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I need a haircut def- desperately. Now everyone's going to look at my hair. No, you look, you look fine. Fine. You look fine. fine. You look yeah. good. So what are we talking about today, Brother Kevin? We are talking about the ministry. Yeah, so one thing that we get a lot from young people, adults, Boom. <laughs> ourselves, are questions on where we belong, where we place in the hierarchy of God. Yeah. There's a lot of misconceptions in Christian life, but I think, Brother Kevin, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, thing that we get wrong about what the scripture talks about is this idea of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things that we've learned. We know nothing, but right. we have learned some things. The <laughs> so, more we learn, the, yes, the, the more, more we, we know we don't know. We don't know everything. <laughs> I've taught you everything you know, but I haven't taught you everything I know. Yeah. Ooh. Oh boy. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, I've got two minutes. Tell me everything you know. <laughs> I'll take thirty <laughs> seconds. I neither have the time nor the crayons to explain it, explain it to you. Ooh, but we, crayons. yeah, but we, we are all learning and growing in the Lord, right? But there are some things that I know I have and you have taken away from the years we have having the privilege of serving the Lord. Yeah, it is a privilege. And if there's one thing we want to try to do today is dispel some misconceptions mm-hmm. about who you are and where you're placed, again, in God's will. Right. And, and especially in a church. Right. We all have ideas of where we are, who we're supposed to be in a church. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to dispel some of that. But I'm going to start with you, Brother Kevin. Well, uh, I'm just going to give you a couple things that the ministry has taught me, and I'm, I'm looking forward to your points because really everybody has a spot in the ministry. Yes. And 
But here's a couple of things that I've learned, and here's the first thing. They all start with O. Ooh, Ooh. it's alliterated. Alli- alliterated. Okay, the outflow of ministry. So where Ooh. does the motive for ministry come from? Yeah. A pastor gets up there, or somebody says, hey, we need to move chairs, and we need to do this, and we need to do that, and we need to do the other thing, and got, we need got, to dig got... the canal and then fill the canal back up with dirt. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, but that's good because the teen boys, they do that to impress you know, the ladies. Right. Oh, look, that's I can carry flex. eight chairs. So that's how spiritual they are. On the Lord by how, how many, many chairs, chairs can you carry on one arm? <laughs> Guys, it doesn't work, okay? No. <laughs> but I, I want to I want you to get this. The outflow of ministry, where do you get your motive? Where do you get your fuel for the, the ministry? Because sometimes we can make a goal out of a byproduct. We think if yes. I'm serving, if I'm, you know, if I'm going to Saturday visitation, if I'm moving chairs, if I'm setting up tables, if you know, I'm picking up garbage. Or if, you know, whatever the case might be, if I'm doing those things, man, that must equate, I must be a real spiritual person. Uh, but I want you yeah. to think about it. this. is the outflow of ministry. Where do you get mm. your motive for ministry? And I hope that we can get it from where Paul got it. Yes. His pursuit wasn't doing activity for God. His pursuit was Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. I was just going through Philippians chapter 3, verse, just verses 7 through 14. That's just seven verses. In those seven verses, he references directly the Lord Jesus Christ over at least 12 times Mm -hmm. in those just seven verses. And that gives you an idea of his pursuit. It wasn't just being busy for God. It wasn't just doing things. It wasn't, you know, having a lot of activity that would be considered spiritual. But his very motive and his very pursuit was following after Jesus Christ. Don't take my word for it. Look what he says. If you've got a Bible there, Philippians chapter 3 is a great chapter in the Scripture. He says these words, Not as though I'd already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the, uh, the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Okay? So the outflow. Our walk with God is where ministry should come from, hmm. not the other way around. Yes. Absolutely. As we walk with God, as we seek the Lord Jesus Christ, ministry is a natural outflow of a, yes. a close personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And so that's something that I, I've tried to keep close. And I don't always, you know, sometimes I think if I'm doing, man, I must be good in the hood, yeah. fine and dandy like cotton candy, made in the shade, drinking, you know, I must be doing it right because I'm busy for the Lord. Yeah. But the Lord never intended you to work for Him. The Lord always intended for you to work with Him. Yes, that's and good. so that is the outflow of ministry. Here's the second thing, the object of ministry. Ooh. Of course, we want to glorify God. That yeah. is absolutely the goal. You want to lift up Christ. Uh, but the ministry is, what's the object? Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 says, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart yep. and with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And here he goes. The second is like unto it. Again, ministry is an outflow of your walk with God. So you love God. So naturally, the second thing that comes out of that is the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay, on this, on these two law, on these commandments, hang the law and the prophets. In other words, ministry is about people. Um, the heartbeat of God is people. Yes. And as you get closer to God, you hear His heartbeat, and you know His heartbeat is always people. And sometimes I fall into this pitfall. <laughs> yeah. I've got so much stuff to do around the office, administrative things. I've got to create the order of service. Yes. I've got to do a lot of these yes. things. I've paperwork. got to get the paperwork ready. And administration is part of ministry for yes. sure. 
But inevitably, sometimes somebody will come into the office, and at first I get all huffy. I'm like, oh, I've got to do this. Wait a second. The ministry is people. Yes. They are the job. We are the job. Yeah. Other people are the job. So loving people is what is. So that's the object, glorifying God and loving God's people. Yep. Okay? And then the last thing that I have, because I've talked much. I like the O's. No, I I want the O's. Am I wearying you with I want the Kevin O's, like Cheerios. The Cheerios, Oreos. Oh, (laughs) we'll get to that later. I ate his last Oreo. Yes, he did. So you got the outflow of ministry, the object of ministry, and then there's an obstacle in the ministry. And again, Uh I kind of alluded to it. It's Uh, me. No, no, no. (laughs) It's being busy in spiritual activities, but there are some things that you can do that you we do in the power of the flesh. Let me give you an example. Luke yeah. chapter 10, and uh, we, we go, and it's the Bible says in verse 39, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. Again, the ministry you get from sitting at Christ's feet. It's an yeah. outflow. And heard his word, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and mm-hmm. came to him and said, Lord, uh, dost thou not care that my yep. sister hath left me to serve alone? Alone. Alone. Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. And this is where a lot of us get in service, in ministry. Thou art careful and troubled about many things, mm. but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Again, we get in this rut, I get in this rut, sometimes we equate spiritual activity with being spiritual. Yes. We, we equate all this work with a walk. Yes. yes. And this is just coming to me today. I love it. That's what happens when I, I love eat it. breakfast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he eats my Oreo. Yeah, the Oreo was delicious from Cookie Crumble. Okay. <laughs> but the point is, sometimes we get so busy, we neglect the most important thing in our Christian life, and, yep. and that's Jesus. That good part. That good part is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, Peter went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, he's up there, and he, he gets fascinated by everything. And the Bible says, then Peter answered and said, and Jesus is like, Peter, didn't nobody ask you a question? Okay. <laughs> uh, yep. um, but he got, you know, look at all this. This is good for us to be here. Uh, but when it came to, they saw only Jesus. Yep, that's right. And, and so we get our eyes on everything. I've got to do this thing, and I've got to be active this way. But the ministry is all about lifting up Christ yeah. and loving his people. And so that is the obstacle is we get so busy, we forget God in the ministry. Yeah, absolutely. So easy to do. So I've done a lot of heads bowed, eyes closed. This begins to put now. <laughs> what does thou say? You have a few notes. I have many notes, but you could say Wait, a lot. No, I've talked a lot, but didn't say much. It's because, no, <laughs> yes, you did. Actually, this is a very good segue because what Brother Kevin mentioned actually folds right into this because they tuned in. And I guarantee there was a few young people who saw the title, because Mr. Jeff ruins it, and you know, he has to blurt out what it's about. But I get it because it takes us 20 minutes just to get to the point. Yeah. Um, some of them probably saw the title of this episode Yeah. and went, ugh, ugh. Like, minute, this, and you know what some of them thought? I guarantee some of you thought the moment you saw this video, they thought, this doesn't apply to me. I'm uh-huh. not in the ministry. Oh, but it does. Oh, contraire. You remember the Bible college chapels? Yeah. Yeah. In your life. <laughs> yeah. Here we Let go, me tell you, the problem is when you hear the word ministry, there's a lot of preconceived notions that come into that, especially with young people. They yep. Oh, ministry, this doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. Well, I'm going to read you a little verse. All right, Matthew 20, verse 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. I have news for you. And this is something that we've learned. I know I've learned mm-hmm. in the short time that we've been in the ministries. Guess what? Everyone is in the ministry. There's a spot on the team for you. When Brother Kevin is talking about the outflow and, and everything, 
and then the pitfalls, everything that goes through serving Jesus Christ, guess what, buddy? You've been voluntold. <laughs> Not volunteer, voluntold. You That's are right. in the Lord's army. And the problem I think, Brother Kevin, a lot of people have is that there are people whose job it is to do the work of the Lord, yeah. and everyone else attends, spectator, contributes, and spectates. That's mm-hmm. right. And that's it. Yeah. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. the NFL team, and then there's the fans. Yeah. You know, that support and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. That's our worldly way of thinking. Absolutely. But you notice Jesus Christ did not exempt anyone from serving his heavenly father. Mm-hmm. He would go to tax collectors, he would go to fishermen, he got you, 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 doctors, you. all kinds of people. Doesn't matter. And we think falsely that there is full-time ministry and just stuff church members do on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, that is false. False. Basically, there's only two types of people. And then for Crown College people, you're about to have PTSD because this sounds very familiar to you. I'm but listening. You, Brother Kevin already knows this. There are two types of people. You are either pastoring a church or... Helping somebody pastor a church. That's right. And That's though we right. heard that ad nauseum a million times, I mean, it's absolutely true. Yep. You are either pastoring a church or you're helping someone pastor a church. And it wow. doesn't matter who you are underneath that. Um, we have an, a, a title, a, I think, assistant or associate pastor. Do we assist him or do we associate with them? Um, all things to all people. <laughs> we're, we're, worthless. <laughs> we're worthless to hey, him, you basically. Do music. do music. Hey, you're good with children. <laughs> do the children's uh, All things. You all do things. it. All things. But whatever our title, it doesn't matter because what we're doing is we're helping someone pastor a church. Yeah. If you go to Beacon Baptist Church, whether you're a teenager, adult, whoever you are, you're either pastoring a church or you're helping someone pastor a church. Mm-hmm. You are in the ministry, and Jesus Christ will not tolerate spectators, mm. Yeah, um, for people who simply warm a pew. He expects all of us to abound in the work of the Lord. And I think the mistake we make, and I think it's kind of an American mindset, mm-hmm. and maybe some with Catholic backgrounds or whatever, that there's clergy yeah. and you know, liturgy. There's, there's the peons and the pious. There's those that <laughs> serve and those that swerve. <laughs> Many are called and few are frozen. And I, I, if I can impress a thing upon your heart more than anything else is just because Brother Kevin and I get to come here every day, which is a privilege, by the way. Yeah, it is. We love it. And pastor writes sermons and preaches from a pulpit. That does not exempt you from serving the Lord. Exactly In right. fact, your ministry is far more reaching than even ours mm-hmm. because we're stuck here. We're like monks in a monastery. You're no, stuck with me. I'm stuck. Please help. Send. I'm going to do Morse code right now. Blink twice. <laughs> but we blink twice if you need help. Um, if you are in school, mm-hmm. if you work a job, you have a career someday, you will reach people that we never will. Yep. And you know, it's funny. God expects you mm-hmm. to reach those people in a way that we never could. You are a light everywhere you go. Jesus Christ said that a city on a hill cannot be hid. That's you, buddy. Um, sometimes we think, I'm a Christian on Sunday, on Wednesday, maybe on Saturday visitation, but Monday through Friday, it's... I'm a gamer. I'm a <laughs> you got him. <laughs> or whatever. I'm an athlete. I'm a poet. I'm a thespian. I'm a whatever I am. Um, you are a child of God everywhere you go. That's exactly right. And you are ministering and in the ministry every moment of your mm-hmm. life. And you have to have that mindset or else, you know, honestly, it, it, I, I do believe that the reason why our country is the state it's in is because we fostered this idea that there are the superstars and then there's the audience. Because uh-huh. that's what we see everywhere around us. Yeah. There's, there's someone who's paid a lot of money to get up there and sing and perform, <laughs> and we all just sit there and gawk. And that's what Satan wants. Satan yeah. wants spectacle. He doesn't want spiritual 
you know, rejuvenation. He doesn't mm-hmm. want a changed life. He just wants people to gawk and stare. Right. Um, he wants you to be inactive. He wants to be apathetic. Mm-hmm. But God wants you to be active. He wants you to always, always be seeking to minister to give your life a ransom for many. The other thing, Brother Kevin, I'll say real quick, and this one's a little spastier. It's Ooh. spasty. Um, pepper? Some people don't like this saying, but it's too bad because it's true. I'm going to read uh, Philippians 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Um, if there's one thing even more than this that I've learned through the ministry, Brother Kevin, is that everybody is a work in progress. Yeah. That the ministry, and that doesn't mean just church, that means in your life and mm-hmm. you representing Jesus Christ, it is imperative that you understand that everyone in your world, especially in church, is a work in progress. Everybody should walk around with a shirt under Every, construction. Under construction. <laughs> um, we have expectations, Brother Kevin, when we come into a church that everyone is going to treat us perfectly and with respect and with kindness. Everybody's and, a perfect Christian. And, you know, honestly, nope. it, that would be nice. Yeah. And, and, you know, it should be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be. You know, Paul said there's things that I should do, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't strive for the mastery. We don't strive to be complete in Christ and to grow in Him. Absolutely. But when it comes to dealing with people, especially in church, I've heard so many people that have fallen out of fellowship with God's people, and the thing they say the most is, well, I went to church and there are liars there, uh-huh. and there's hypocrites, and people hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I just ask them one question. I say, when you go to a hospital, what kind of people are there? Sick people. Mm-hmm. People that need help. Um, a church is a hospital. Not everybody likes that analogy. It offends them. But a church is a hospital. It's a soul hall. Exactly right. I don't go to the gym because there's overweight people. <laughs> yeah, it, it offends me. Why isn't everyone perfectly fit? Yeah, exactly. You go to a hospital to get help. Right. People go to church because they're sinners and they need mm-hmm. someone. And when you go to church, think of that, <laughs> think of that idea because a church is a hospital. And if you go to a hospital and you're offended that everyone is maimed or sick or needs attention or needs help... I mean, you'd be a crazy person. Mm-hmm. You, if you are looking for the perfect church, don't go there, right? Because you'll ruin it. <laughs> yeah. You'll ruin it. Um, it is imperative to understand that when it comes to the ministry, what we've learned is that everyone is at different places in their spiritual walk. Yep. And all of us, as Paul said, I'm confident of this thing, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it under the day of Jesus Christ, that God is moving and working in every heart that comes into those buildings. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, might test you. <laughs> might try you, might strain you or stretch you, and or you know what? Eat honestly, your Oreo. Yeah, or honestly, again, Brother Kevin, they may hurt you. Yeah. They may hurt you deeply. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you try as hard as you can to not take it personally because you understand that that was a sinner who was saved. The old nature still lives within mm-hmm. them as it lives within you, and that people require your patience, your love, as God has been patient with you mm-hmm. and with me. God has been very patient with us. Absolutely. It, he has every right to command us to be patient with others for everything he's put up with us, <laughs> without a doubt. So when it comes to serving in a church, there are frustrations that come along mm-hmm. when serving with people. But it's because we're all sinners, yep. and we're all a work in progress. But if you remember those things, you won't take it personally. Actually, all the more, you'll be more emboldened because you can learn from that and say, I want to be better, mm-hmm. and I want to show the mercy and grace to that brother or sister in Christ as God has shown to mm-hmm. me. I think the ministry would flourish if we could learn that lesson. So, uh, You know, I'm grateful that the Lord's still working on me, and I'm grateful when other people recognize, you know... People have been very patient with us. Yeah, for thank, sure. <laughs> thank goodness. And where would we be if not? Yeah. yeah. Right? 
you know, we don't come ready-made. As soon as we get saved, we, we already... It's just the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we wanted to do this episode today, honestly, is because we want to encourage you all, young, old, wherever you are in your life, that God expects you to not come to church, to sit in a pew, and just be fed. Right. It's like the Dead Sea. It just takes and takes and never gives out. That's why it's the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to be a flowing river where you receive God's grace and then it comes out. Exactly. You go to church not saying, what can you do for me today? Mm-hmm. You go to church praying to God, how can I be a blessing to someone else? Um, that is, he, he, The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto. That is America. Mm-hmm. That is our country. Minister Everyone, to me. What, yeah, <laughs> they put their, bless me, I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you got for me today? That is the mindset of almost every main milk toast vanilla Christian out there is I am to be ministered unto. Give me self-help books. Give me affirmation. Give me, give give me, me give comfort. Me, give, me. give me strength. But it says he came to minister and to give his life, his life a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. That is the ministry. And again, buddy, guess what? You're in it. Whether you like it or not, if you're a child of God, I'm in the Lord's army. You got voluntold. When I, when I used to uh, travel with the crown, I would say this at churches all over, and, and I think it, it still rings. I, I love it. Um, we would tell people about the college, and I'd always say this: You know what? You may not be a full-time Christian worker, you yeah. Know, like you know, yeah. salary for working at a church. You may not be a full-time Christian worker, but you are expected to be a full-time Christian. That's right. And, Which is far harder. Yeah. So, and more serious. All of us have a spot in the ministry um, to to minister unto other people. Yeah. And uh, it's like I go back to my Legos, my Legos. In my oh dear. Office. Every piece is important. I, I've learned that. I have that space shuttle. <laughs> Don't skip a step. Yeah, that space shuttle's got 2,000-plus pieces. I put one piece in backwards, and it messed up the whole landing gear situation there. Yep. And every piece has a place where it goes. And we are the body of Christ, exactly. fitly joined together. That is exactly we'll s- right. We'll say this, and we'll be done, but more than anything else... It- you know, these teens will grow up one day, maybe go to college, maybe. Maybe grow maybe, up. <laughs> maybe get a job or be homeless, who knows? <laughs> but I want them to recognize that wherever they are or wherever they go, you know, mm. some, I know some, they're taking classes to be in nursing, some are in engineering, some are in media, uh, some are in the performing arts. There's, they're, they're, they, for our, young, our young people are like involved in everything. That's right. It's, it's amazing. Your vocation is not who you are. It's simply where you work. Yep. Who you are as a child of God. And in the, what I don't want for them is when they get that, uh, when they work for that law firm or they get that engineering contract or they get that, they get that production that they've been waiting for, whatever it is, that opportunity, that they don't just come to church on Sunday and then they live out their earthly life Monday mm-hmm. through Saturday. But whatever it is, whether you're in that office or on that stage or in that, um, in that meeting, wherever you are, wherever you go, you are in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And you're there primarily not so that you just earn money or that you get notoriety or that you provide comfort and you know, satisfaction to your family. Mm-hmm. You are there because God placed you there because he has a will for your life and he wants you yep. to be a light and a shining. We don't think that way. We think... God saved me so that I can go to college and get a nice job and live my life in ease and have kids and die, and then I'll see him again. <laughs> right. No, he put you in that place. He led you down that path of vocation and education and um, promotion so that you could be a light in that place. That's so absolutely true. That is what I want to impress more than anything else. You are in the ministry. I don't care what the title says behind your name. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're flipping burgers or building rockets. Amen. You are to be a light in that place, and that's why you're there. Mm-hmm. And you're in the ministry. We all are. We we come here every day 
But honestly, you're going out and doing more than we ever could. Mm -hmm. So we want to impress that upon you, big time. So as always, yeah, get off Facebook and get your face in the book. I haven't heard that in so long. I know. It feels does, good. It doesn't feel good. We have failed miserably, by the way. Why? Merch. Merch. Actually, we have, that's not our fault. We're. It's been a busy... Yeah. It's happening, though. It's happening. It's definitely happening. And hey, look, it folds. Yay. I had this one today. People are like, what is this horrible, ugly, terrible... It folds. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Oh, I thought he was going to throw it at me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Eh, call your mother. Have a good day. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Or do it all. Love you. <laughs>